Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's session of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. that in Avery. We fucking love that show. You, <laughs> go, yeah. you go Rory I'm on your team girl. That's my fiance. That's my fiance's favorite show. It's the uh, best. Matt have it's you watched best. it? I, I, I've been forced to watch a few episodes and I fell asleep <laughs> each time and, and she's just so upset so I, I do have to retry it. It's a tale of two incredibly strong, independent women trying to no. find their way through life. <laughs> I'm sure. How, how can you not be riveted? It's riveting television. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm they, sure. I'm sure it's very inspiring. <laughs> I just find the story hard to relate to. I guess. Yep. See, mm. I also do too. But still, uh, it's like voyeurism to the best degree. Because it's like I, I can't sympathize with the mother-daughter relationship at all. Like in terms of, you're right. Like I, I don't know that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like I'm in the window, just like staring and like, don't mind me. You know just what? Just watch it. I'm gonna say it. Supernatural is stupid. <laughs> I, I would agree with you after season five. Like if you they cut about fifteen seconds before season five ended, when Dean's Sir. on the table, boom, that's when you cut it. Dude. Is that the first time that one of them dies? No, hell no. No, oh, the first the time one of them timer. actually dies, like really in canon. Well, uh, I mean, Dean almost dies though. And then his dad sells his soul to get it. But technically, it's when Dean goes to hell. And that ending, Mm. like, if they would have ended it on that, talk about a fuck you. Like, that that would (laughs) have been a gut punch. And then it would have been, like, the best show ever. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. But it, it, it definitely would have been the most impactful, because I think, like, season four and five, the, the plot came to life a little bit. It did get bogged down a little bit with the whole angel stuff. Like, by season five, it was like, come on, enough. We get it. God Wait, is what real. season are they on now? 11. They're no, 12. 11. No. They're done. They're done now, it's, though. Yeah, they just the, finished. The, it's, it's, no, but it hasn't come out yet. The, the end hasn't come out yet. They're still oh, in okay. the second half yeah. of the season. Okay. Wow, I don't watch this... it anymore, but I just my dad I, watches this. I am going to watch the last episode just so I can see them off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll start tonight uh, with a recap, which I actually wrote down, so it'll Yay. be much more focused and put together. So, last session, you all started by fighting a beholder and honestly taking it down pretty easily. <laughs> it wasn't as much of a fight as I nearly thought it would be, and uh, you took it down by stabbing it with a stalactite through its head that Velvet was riding from the underbelly of the island of Elysia. You went through the portal and came into Arctis Tor, the other side, the winter side of the Fey, where you met Mortar, the Yeti, and he was being attacked by two farspawn creatures. And Mortar is sort of the opposite side of Porter. Mortar is, he bridges <laughs> the gaps between people and places. Um, 
So, uh, bah, 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 bah. Velvet tried to help, but he accidentally brought to life Mortar's worst fucking nightmares in the world <laughs> as he cast a fear spell that only affected him. Uh, and then uh, Lena stepped in quickly and dispatched the far spawn creatures. We now know them to be called far spawn. Uh, I have a note. Uh, Lena wants to bang Mortar. Apparently. I do not. I just <laughs> mentioned uh, he was tall. <laughs> Pretty canon that Lena wants no. to bang Mortar. Yes. <laughs> Don't deny it. Oh my god. Can't mention someone's tall. Would that just classify <laughs> as a kink or bestiality? Oh my god. Oh. Hmm. That's a question for the philosophers, I suppose. There you go. <laughs> he, uh, he informed you that the queen's been acting strange and that Arctis Tor has been much more chaotic of late. And he made a deal with you that if you help set things back to right in Arctis Tor, he would help you travel to the tomb of the champion of the Great War. Um, so you guys headed out and are headed to the winter court. He told you that there's two possible paths to take, a longer one and a shorter one. You chose the shorter path through Shadowfall, and I'm so glad you did, because I was <laughs> hoping you would, because it's just much more interesting than the long path. You're welcome. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you came across a river of lost spirits and followed it until you came to a decrepit stone bridge, and when crossing it, a shadow assassin lured Geriot into a small tower on the bridge and locked him in there. And he attempted to kill you all, but he was also quickly dispatched. Um, you then destroyed the bridge to prevent other monsters from using it as a trap. And you finally came to the Winter Court, where you decided to split up as a group to enter. Uh, <laughs> first was Lena and Velvet, who met the Red Cap Doorman, a, creatures who, a creature whose life is entirely pain forever until it dies. And uh, he, he let you guys in because he was just kind of tired of the conversation. Um, the others then came, and Garyad, getting quickly tired of the screaming, cast a <laughs> continuous healing spell to soothe him for up to a minute. Velvet and Lena entered first and spoke with the queen, and she spoke of how inevitably winter will swallow the world and she will be the queen, how Titania is a weak fool, and then she also attempted to make a deal with you to get the Kyber Shard from Elysia, in return giving you the location of the hags in the mountain. Uh, things went very quickly sour as the others also joined in. Uh, Sai discovered that all the guards in the room were actually far spawn creatures as well. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you guys were certain that something was wrong here, the three hags of the coven emerged from the queen's back, having possessed her. Uh, they mentioned a plan to frontally assault Elysia to acquire the shard so they may have their just reward in the material realm from the Lords of Dust and any other lords they are serving. They then cast the gate spell to send you all to the realm of elemental chaos, a realm where all the elements that make up every realm in existence is found in a three-dimensional tangible space. You figured out the archway puzzle to escape the realm just in the nick of time, right like one minute before people were going to start freezing to death, depending on your con modifiers. And you me. created... <laughs> <laughs> it was just so blatant. It was me. <laughs> You guys put the right ingredients into the archway to create a gate to the material plane. And when you went through, you actually ended up right on top of Elysia. Was it accidental? Was it the gods intervening? Who knows? Mm. But here we are. <laughs> Was it the plot? Most likely. Now, you were then <laughs> apprehended by elves of Elysia. Uh, or, sorry, you were about to be apprehended by the elves when a watchman called out that they were being attacked and the Farspawn, in great numbers, began to climb up the ice walls, World War Z style, to attack Elysia and then to take the shard. That's all? Oh, right. Yeah. That no, is problem. It, no, no problem. No problem. I was exhausted after the last session. 
Carla, no, no, like actually, no lie. I was making notes today, and as as Avery was talking, I just wrote in brackets, "Is that all, Carla?" Like that <laughs> no, you, were you did say not. That? Yes, I did. Straight up, <laughs> straight up, it's there. So you are all standing on the balcony that overlooks Arctis Tor, watching as the far spawn are climbing their way up on multiple sides of Lysia, using their sheer numbers to make a human ladder World War Z style. All around you hear the blowing of horns and soldiers mobilizing, taking their battle positions all across the island. The king of Elysia, who approached you when you first arrived, can be seen heading up the stairs and toward a great fountain that you can see in the distance, rising out of the middle of Elysia. You see that the fountain is complex in make, with water swirling around its central spout ma uh, magically and raining into the pool below. At the top of the fountain, encased in a golden sphere of light, you see a blue kyber shard glowing intensely. Mm. Now, all the elves who initially approached you and were going to appre apprehend you have left, except for one. You see a dis a distinguished looking elf with golden light armor covering her body except for her head which she keeps open with no helm. She has platinum blonde hair that reaches halfway down her back, green cat-like eyes, and a scar that extends across her neck horizontally. She approaches your group and she says, I have no care for why or how you got here. What I want to know is are you with or against the creatures attacking us? Velvet looks over the side and kind of sees the the, the creatures uh, climbing up and goes, Oh, it looks a lot like the uh, the play Continental Skirmish of Zed. This is how they get up there in that. <laughs> and he turns back around to the, to, to the elf and says, Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're, we're and he looks back, right? We're, we're with her? What it's, my oh, small wait. friend is trying to say is, we're What race am I doing? This is Velvet. Hello, we're with her. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Continental Skirmish said. There, I'm giving you all the lines yeah, I yeah. just did. <laughs> there you go. We're in. Then you will fight with us or be slain where you stand. What are your uh, numbers situation? And he looks back at the monsters like, are, are you like even or are we at a deficit? What's going on there? She briefly looks over the balcony and she says, based off initial observations, we are certainly at a deficit, but our strategies should overcome their sheer numbers. Mm. That's right. Uh, can we have a little group session for a second? Take like three steps back, please. Just give us like one moment. Group you huddle, have, everyone. She says you have literally six seconds. Cool, okay, group <laughs> huddle, everyone. And Velvet bring, brings everyone in and says, okay, so I think that one of us or two of us should, we have to secure that shard just in case. And the rest of us can 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 help out in any way possible, but that shard should be mm. secure. Mm, I, would, idea. I would like to go to the shard, I think. The shard is secure, and she points up, that golden sphere shall protect it no matter what. It's, a, it's just a sphere. Is it like magical? I'm assuming it's magical. That was a stupid question. It's not like a glass sphere, is it? Because I don't know about glass working. She pulls out this um, this stick on the side of her, in a holster. It looks like this wooden stick, but as soon as she pulls it out, suddenly this golden war hammer protrudes oh. out magically. <laughs> and, she's, and she like twirls it and holds it behind her back. And she says, nothing will get through that sphere. That I promise you. Um, now listen. Okay then. That's the most impressive weapon I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Um, she says, I believe the best 
plan of attack is that you all need to split up and head to the different sectors of the island to ensure that our soldiers are doing well. I can tell you guys are more powerful than most of the soldiers we have here, so I'd like to divide up your ranks so that we can divide and conquer. Oh, please, buy me dinner first before you kiss me, darling. Um, no, that sounds good, though. I mean, I'm not really a fan of being alone, but okay. So Actually, she, she says, huddle up. Oh, you just we're calling hours now? Okay, puddle. you're you're a yes. bit you're a bit uh, <laughs> new to be calling group puddles, but we'll let you in hours. <laughs> Velvet like opens up and lets her in. <laughs> she 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 walks in. She's not even offended at all. She's just like all business. She says, uh, "Do you guys have the maps handy with you of uh, yes. Elysia? All right. So she kind of pulls out this uh, scroll and it has a map of the island. And she says. The areas of Elysia are the market, the castle, the library, the living quarters, Elvensmith, and the chapel. Each one of you should go to one of those places. Mortar from behind says, Do you want me to go to one as well? Oh, fuck, Mortar, you're here. I didn't <laughs> forget you were here, buddy. Mortar does not leave friends. Come on in the group, come on in the group huddle. We didn't even include you. Velvet That's opens right, up you were, you were welcome. Come over. <laughs> he saunters over next to Lina, 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 and kind of elbows her. <laughs> He yeah, elbows yeah. me? Yeah, gently. Ow. Is it a hey. sexy elbow? <laughs> oh <Certainly>. my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, I don't care who takes which place. I just want each of you to choose one and to head there immediately. Velvet goes, um, I'm going to take the market. I'm assuming Sai's going to want the library. Well, um... Is there a place where that there's like a higher uh, vantage point? She thinks for a moment and she says, the living quarters might be of use to you. They go into the mountain, into the islands. So you enter from above and it, you'll be at the top of about five stories. All right, then I will guard the living quarters. Velvet, you are taking the market? Yes. We have the castle, the library, the chapel, and Elvin Smith. Uh, what's this? Might be a stupid question. What's Elvin Smith? It is where we forge our weapons. I would like that spot, please. Yes. <laughs> you will take Elvin Smith. Okay. Bree telepathically says, "I would like the library, please." Okay. And then, all right. So she looks to the silent dwarf and says, <laughs> "Castle or chapel, my friend." And he just kind of sta- he kind of stares at her and doesn't really say anything. Um, <laughs> Gary, you gotta pick something. You gotta pick one or the other. Where are we? What? <laughs> you are on the island of Elysia on the Arctis Tor balcony. Oh my gosh! Oh. Pick a number, one or two. I hope you know he didn't huddle once. So he's so very confused <laughs> as to what is happening. There. Oh yes. God. God damn it. I wasn't looking at all the planet though. She she plays she literally drops her warhammer and just puts her hand on your shoulder and says, pick a number. One or two. Gary, I think this through, man. This it's like a super salad moment. You don't want to regret it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet starts plucking the strings to Jeopardy. If, <laughs> if I were to pick one. It's one. <laughs> You're going to pick one. Okay, you are going to the castle. <laughs> Which means you, my cold friend, you are going to the chapel. And Mortar replies saying, Sounds good. 
Now, everybody, be on your way immediately. Okay, okay. And, and you will be at the market, is that right? Uh, and um, as you ask that question, you see Farspawn begin to climb over the balcony, and she says, I'll be right here taking on this front. Oh, before okay, you go, before okay, you go, I have these for you. And she pulls these out of her pockets. These are battle talismans, and she begins handing them out. Um, oh, and what do these do? She says, we do not know what we may be facing, so if you point this at an enemy, it will unveil to you information about them. I hope you find it useful. Mm. So Sai puts it, puts it on over his neck. I guess, is it, a, is it a necklace? I don't know. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> it is now. So I just put a magical chain over his neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Avery, quick yes. uh, quick DM question. Chateau Faria, is that the summer court? Yes, it is. Okay, I, I sorry, redcon that. I'll take the chapel. <laughs> Last second, she's like, oh, just, fine, just go to Yay! either the market or the chapel. Mortar, you take the the market. And Mortar's like, Whoa. Thanks, Mortar. Right. High five, oh, buddy. Oh. <laughs> he high fives you. Okay. <laughs> we got it. Okay. Right. Good to go. <laughs> go! I will hold this front. And you see, she picks up her, the stick and the golden war hammer emerges once again. She jumps in the air and slams it down as a great number of farspawn begin crawling over the balcony edge. And this magical force explodes from the warhammer and sends about 12 of them off the side, oh. but they creep calling. Uh, they keep crawling over. My God. Oh, Lena wants that so bad. <laughs> I'll give you guys a moment to speak to each other now because we're all going to be going our separate ways. <laughs> if you <Okay>. wish to. <laughs> Garyan heads to the castle. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye, Garyan. Garyan. <laughs> <laughs> and does he, he run? No. He walks to the castle very calmly. Goddamn, that's amazing. Good luck, Fighter Things Club. Let's hope we all make it out. I still don't like our chances. Yeah. I, 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 I worry that we're outnumbered. I have an idea. And Velvet looks at the whole group and he says, if one of you wants to come with me, fine. If not, don't worry about it. Hold this place. Keep the shards safe. I'm going to yeah. see... If, if they ask where I am, tell them that I'm in the chapel, but I won't be. And Velvet winks at what them. Do you, what do you mean? Where are you, where are you where going? Are you going? Why are you, why are you leaving? He points all the way to the court, the other courtyard, over to the waterfalls. I'm going to go for a swim. Are you serious? Uh, uh, yeah. Now is not the time for a swim. It's, we have a, I would we beg have to differ. Spawn attacking. <laughs> I are think it's serious? the perfect time for a swim. Why? What? What? What have you got up your sleeve? I'm going to try to get help. I, it, it, it just, it feels right. And Velvet holds his, his leer close and goes, I think I know what I have to do. Uh, you're going to go by Gosh. yourself and get turned into an animal. And then you're going to be stuck in the queen's uh, little... Mm farm something. I don't know. Well, uh, you, you, he, he, he looks at Lena because of the comment. He says, you're welcome to join me then, but they, they it is going to be a fight here, but uh, I, I uh, let's be honest, I'm much more of a lover than a fighter. I think I can be more use. Uh, uh, she right, turns to the other group and says, I don't know, should I... I really don't want him going alone, but... And then she looks at the hammer one more time that the girl's wielding. She's like, damn, I really She's <laughs> slamming far spawn left and right. Like, she's crazy holding down the she turned. She turns to Sai and says, Sai, I have a yes. very, very important thing I need to ask you. I know you don't, we don't know each other very well. We should really catch up. Hmm. If that person dies, can you steal her hammer? <laughs> I will do that for you. <laughs> she puts like, a, she like claps him on the shoulder and says, I feel like we're bonding. Hmm, yes. Here, let me give you a gift before I, I send you off. 
And can I cast a haste on her? Yes, Kim. <laughs> yeah, abs- uh, absolutely. And we'll, I'll say the haste won't come into effect until you enter combat, Lena. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. I just rolled my rust bag of tricks and I rolled an owl. Uh, yes. So <gasps> an owl erupts from my, my pocket and I look at Sai and I like give Sai a wink. Oh, actually, Lena, Lena, she goes, okay, I don't want to leave you. I, I don't want him to die and ruin things for us leaving the Fae. But I also don't want to leave you empty-handed. So she, uh, she, she's like, since you're doing this for me, Sai, but I want this back once you use it. She's gonna give you the um, the freaking beholder's eye, with it with the char- with the charge in it of the. Oh, nice. Thank yeah. you. I also pull out from my pocket and give her and give. Uh, uh, I'll give this to. Uh, Who do you love most? No, be- well, cause you gave that to Sai. I'll give this one to Bree. I give her one of my rocks of demon water. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> and Geriad gets nothing because he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, with the group, you lose. Um, <laughs> what does the beholders I do? Again, it has a charge in it, but what, what, yeah, what's yeah, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, hold, please, while I... It's a disintegration race. I think a it does, disintegration. Uh, okay. It does 10d8 um, fire damage, and it's a DC 16 dex save. Holy shit. <laughs> I, it's actually necrotic. Oh, sorry. Necrotic. <laughs> Remember when I said fire, I meant necrotic. Oh, yeah, I totally knew that. Steph, mine is 2d8 necrotic damage as well and half on a success. Perfect, thank you. And she just says, she turns to Sai one more time and says, give me the eye back and get that hammer if she dies. Okay. (laughs) Sai, could could I get a little help here? And he's got like the owl perching on his arm like like, like a falcon. Big owl? Big owl. Big owl. All right, Big and he cast, cast enlarge on owl. Yes. Nice. All right, yeah. The, like before, the owl grows big and beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna let it go so it doesn't crush my arm again. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I do kind of get, get on it hippogriff style, and yes. uh, I look at Lena and I go, "All right, let's go." Okay. And she looks longingly at the hammer one more time and then hops on. <laughs> so Lena, you're going off. you're going with Velvet to the Fay. I guess so. Oh, Damn, okay. Shit. Right. Okay, well, hopefully you can all survive without her rage for a little bit. Oh. Geary does as much damage that I do as I do in like two turns of Geary does well. more damage than yeah. all of us combined. That's true. <laughs> 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 I could have cast haste on him, but <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, he should be fine. Yeah. Be, no, I know. Fine. He's he's like you know, fifty damage. Yeah. Alright. So Sai starts heading out. Now how do we get down? Do we start of stairs or something? So if we're looking at the map, the mm-hmm. map here, you see there's that sort of circular staircase that leads up from mm-hmm. where the statue is. Um, so you'd have to go up the stairs first and follow any one of the paths to your destination. So Sai turns to Bree and says, Bree, can you defend that area, the, the living quarters in the library? Do you think you can defend it by yourself? Bree starts hyperventilating a little. <laughs> oh my God. You can do this. <laughs> you can do this, little one. I, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of them. I've never dealt with anything like like this before. I believe in you. <laughs> Give her um, the eye. <laughs> Darun- so the, the leader's name is Darunia. She turns around and says, Darunia. What the fuck are you still standing there for? <laughs> this was a long six seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> we were talking very, very fast. <laughs> right. Grief <laughs> jumps at her yelling, and she's just going to take off running towards the library. <laughs> okay. All right. And, uh... <laughs> 
Okay, so Sai's gonna, yeah, she's he's just gonna take off, and and he's going to, um, uh, he's gonna go to the chapel. All right, and then Mortar's going to the market, which leaves the Elven Smith and the Living Quarters unattended. No problem. So <laughs> we'll start with following Giriad into the castle. Oh me. Yeah. So. <laughs> You follow the path to the castle and you enter into the first chamber, pressing through an eloquently crafted archway. You enter into the great hall and you see there are sparkling bowls of fire hanging from the ceiling in a row, leading up to a royal looking table at the end of the room. Already you see legions of elven warriors fighting masses of far spawn as they burst their way through stained glass windows on each side. But then through the biggest stained glass window at the opposite end of the room, you see a huge figure burst through, and huge as in literally huge on the D&D scale, sending colored glass flying in all directions. And you see it is a Yeti, but an abominable Yeti. It stands twice as tall as Mortar, well over 20 feet, and its eyes glow with a burning red color. Around your neck, you can see it's wearing the same kind of necklace that Queen Mab was wearing, with the tooth necklace and the eyeball on the end, glowing red intensely this time. You see the abominable Yeti lurches back, then forward, releasing a yell, and this breath of cold that immediately pellets and freezes a good number of elven soldiers, and they drop to the ground. What would you like to do? Uh, all of them are dead. No, the, uh, just a good, like, some went oh. down. There's still a lot of elven soldiers in the room. Okay. Um. And they'll be fighting with you. Okay, so a little layout of the room here, Avery, if you don't mind here. And um, yeah. am I surrounded by elven soldiers? I assumed I, I assumed I am. Yeah, so the room is 90 feet long and 50 feet wide. The um, bulls of fire hang from the ceiling that go along the long way uh, down the middle. And there are just elves and farspawn throughout the room, kind of everywhere, like a chaotic sort of war setting. That yeti just burst through the stained glass door, and I would say he's about 60 feet away from you across the room. 60 feet? Oh, boy. Okay. Um. So, oh, God. <laughs> okay. Is there a is there kind of like a waypoint where I have to go? If you want to move your way through, you can do so freely. I'm going to I'm honestly just going to move my way through freely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not congested enough that you have to like roll anything or that it's difficult. Um but it is definitely uh a lot of action happening. Yes. So, it's funny enough what I'm going to choose to do here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna ca- cast Zephyr Strike on myself, and uh, just like last session, it means you move like the wind until the spell ends. Your movement doesn't uh, provoke opportunity of attacks. Uh, once you once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage on one weapon attack roll on your turn. The attack deals an extra d8 force damage oh. when you hit or miss. Your walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn. So nice. okay. uh, that's just a bonus action alone. So okay. I and I am, I am going to basically uh, run as far as I can with this spell. Uh, yeah. How far is that? How many feet? Um. So. I uh, increases by thirty feet. So that means that my running, my walking speed is technically sixty feet, which means that my sprinting speed would be one hundred and twenty feet. If you dash, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to dash. Is there is there a place where I can get high up? That's what I wanted to ask. 
Yeah, uh, so actually on either side of you, there were two staircases that lead up and there's a balcony that runs along the side of uh, the sides of the room. Okay. So you could go there. So I'm going to uh, go there if I can on my turn. Is, is it possible to do that and attack? Yeah, I mean, the 60 feet would take you up to the second floor for sure. So you wouldn't even have to dash um, as you're Oh, action. there we go. That's awesome. All right, in that case, I'm just going to run there and then I'm yep. going to um, attack the abominable yeti 29 does that hit obviously (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you yeah (laughs) and 22 yes that hits as well okay so that's 26 avery on that uh the one yeah the, the 26 with the one with the force damage yes okay and my second one does also 26 damage Okay, so the abominable <laughs> Yeti is gonna go. He gets hit. He gets pelted twice by two very strong arrows, and immediately you grab his attention. Mm-hmm. He begins sla- sauntering over to you. He moves his how long? How far did he move? He moves forty feet. So from where he's standing, he can actually, with his arm length as well, reach you at the second story if he wanted to. That's how nice. tall he is. Okay. But what he's gonna do immediately is use his chilling gaze. Oh, good. So I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. 17. 17. Okay, so unfortunately, that does not pass. Okay. Mm. So you're going to be taking uh, 23 cold damage. Oh. And you are now paralyzed for one minute, unless you are immune to cold damage. Big boy. Um, You can repeat the saving throw at the end of your turn, ending the effect on a successful roll. And then four hit. So that's one move. Uh, he's going to then turn to all these elven soldiers that are attacking his feet constantly, and he's going to make two claw attacks against them. Anytime there's elven army around you guys fighting with you, they have uh, 80 health points, upsetting their AC as 15, and on their turn, I roll two d10s and multiply that by a d4 to see how much damage they do on their turn to this thing. Just so you know my process for that. So you see, um, there's about 40 of them, and then uh, 10 of them go down from that. And it's back to you. Uh, So right now you're paralyzed. I'll need you to make another constitution saving throw. Okay, this time I got 19. Okay, that passes. The DC was 18. So instantly you are able to release yourself from your paralysis and shake it off. But it is at the end of your turn, so that will be your turn on that. Okay, yep. Perfect. (laughs) All right. So now he turns his attention back toward you and he's gonna make a claw attack against you. Mm. And a 17 hit. It sure does, Avery. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna be taking 13 slashing damage plus. Really? That hurts. Eight, oh, no, not that. Plus six cold damage. So, so 19, 19 damage total on that. Nice. Okay. Goddamn. Period is up. Uh, now, uh,. I would say, like, bleeding, and he's extremely wounded. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Reinforcements are coming. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, wait, I also, I didn't roll for the damage of the elven warriors on the last turn, so I got to do that really quick. Okay, yeah, Sorry. go for it. Okay, so that's the 13 times 4, so 40, uh, 52 slashing damage to him. Woo! So they're, they're <gasps> definitely there to help yes. you. Right, nice. nice. There right. we go. All right, so it's now that. looking bloodied. Uh, yes. Okay. It's, half, it's past half So I, <laughs> because I went back, we'll say it's your turn again, Kirid. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, I'm going to go. Uh, my uh, my mark starts to glow as I, as I start to get angry. 
Um, and yeah, I start to like, and uh, I, I cast Spike Growth 20 foot in the, the ground in a 20 foot radius around, like, and he's in the center of it. It's centered okay. on a point within the range, twists and sprouts, hard spike thorns. Basically, he takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Oh, okay, nice. He has to travel before he takes that damage? Yeah, yes, he has to travel to take that damage, yes. So he is going to move, so I'll let you roll that damage there. It's seven. As a bonus action, I will command my beast to travel behind the... Um, so I ask Mimic to uh, go behind this abominable yeti, and that's my turn. Okay. So he takes his movement for that damage, and then he's going to do one claw attack at the elven soldiers around. 23 damage mixed with uh, slashing and cold. So uh, the elven soldiers are going down pretty quickly as well. Um, th there's about a third of them left now. Oh, wow. Mm. He turns back to you and he's going to make a claw attack again. Okay. And 18 will hit. Yes. 23 damage uh, total. That's slashing and cold damage. You also have the battle talisman, just just so you know. I do? <laughs> yeah, you were all given battle talismans. Oh, my God. Wait, did I leave before that? I'm no. gonna. I I can't remember. I, I'm gonna say no because she was pretty adamant about you having them at first. Mm. <laughs> okay. Do you, do, do you wish to use it now? I'll let you use it as a bonus action. Oh, what 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 is it again? Like, what does it do? It gives you insight on the enemy. <laughs> um, sure. Um, Gurian uh, remembers that suddenly that he was given a battle talisman, and he thought maybe she was serious when I, she was told to be, to use it. So, he, um, so what he does is he takes it out and smacks it. Okay, so you smack it, and immediately it this breaks. golden light oh, no. scans almost in a millisecond the abominable yeti, and instantly this golden light transfers into your arm, and you see it enter into your chest. Mm. All of a sudden, you know that the necklace appears to be possessing him, and that yetis are vulnerable to fire. Ah, oh, I'm I'm one level away from getting fire arrows. Okay, uh. <laughs> so really quick, I'm going to have the elven soldiers go. Yeah. They, eight of them, ten, eight, six, seven, they deal 32 damage as they're slashing this guy to bits. And he's really not looking great. It seems like he's kind of on his last legs. So, um, Avery, can I aim at this necklace? Is there an AC yeah, to absolutely. this necklace? There is an AC to it. Oh, my God. Oh. And if there's anyone who can hit it, it's probably you because it's, uh, it's um, a bit higher. Let's see here. Come if on, it's, Matt. Uh, yeah. You can do it. All right. Here goes. 28. 28 <laughs> hits. The yes! AC is 25 for him. Wow. So Gary nice. takes a nice calm breath with 10 health left and bleeding. It calms down and shoots an arrow at this uh, necklace. All right. And it shoot. Do I have to do the damage for it, obviously? Yes, you do. <laughs> All right. It's 17. That's okay. The HP of it was 15. So you shoot an arrow and it flies as the Yeti turns around to face you once more, rearing up for another claw attack. And you sink an arrow directly into the center of this eyeball and it glows intensely red and then explodes in fleshy, sloppy bits and falls mm. to the ground, raining over the elven soldiers. A lot, a lot more fluid than you would imagine to be in this small eyeball. <laughs> Instantly, you see the Yeti's eyes fade from that red color and turn to 
their normal crystally blue they're supposed to be, and the Yeti instantly falls to his knees, succumbing to his wounds, and just, he's not dead, but he's really feeling the pain of what he's going through now that he's no longer possessed, and he just stops attacking, and he's breathing heavily, and the Elven Guards realize this as well, and they stop attacking as well, and instantly head out to move on to another location to help. Okay, I'm going to go up to the Yeti and not move on with the the um, the elves quite yet. I'm gonna approach it. So I'd like to cast <clears throat> Healing Spirit uh, among this uh, this beast. Does this beast be common at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I I as I cast it uh it heals one d six for as long as I um concentrate on it it's a bonus action i thought it was a concentration so for 1d6 nice. per minute so i would be healing it 58 58 yeah. oh he's feeling a lot better holy smokes <laughs> he's uh he's above half okay so i i as i heal his wounds i i go to speak to this beast and ask what uh uh where it got this um necklace and how it got um Actually, I'll roleplay it because we're playing D&D. &D. Um, <laughs> yeah. Podcast. So... <laughs> Furry animal. <laughs> How did you retrieve such a curse? Elden, so sorry. Do not want to attack Alicia. Hags, attack Elden, turn him evil, did not mean to, so sorry. I, um, I, I start to pet it, I, I start to stroke it. It's like, like, don't touch me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Gyriad immediately stops touching him. Sorry, just on edge. My <laughs> Gyriad stares at him. How did you retrieve the curse? Hags, attack Elden, curse him with necklace, don't remember anything after. The Hags. I see. Rest up, and I, I walk away. I don't even say bye to him. <laughs> Elden will help! And he stands up, and he smashes through another stained glass window, <laughs> heading back out onto Elysia. I just keep walking. <laughs> Stupid. The worst tragedies of this fight, the stained glass windows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Probably historic and old and depict really important events. All right, Matt, congratulations. You cleared the castle. Yay! Yay. Nice going, Matt. Down. Um, oh, also, Matt, if you want to take a short rest, I will allow you to do so now. That's very good, because I would love Everyone to who does and completes their location will have earned a short rest before we move on. Nice. So, Bree, you run across Elysia to the Chateau Faria side and enter into the library. The library is one giant circular room with an elevator in the middle that has a staircase winding around it. From the elevator and the staircase, you see walkways branch out and reach the outer walls, where there is a balcony along the perimeter of each level. And you see that this extends up five stories. Floating in midair throughout the room, in a random arrangement, is a multitude of floating light sources in the shape of these thin flat discs encased in a green metal. You with me so far? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, and they have slits in them to let the light pour through. So it's like this nice soft lighting. Um, you see there's soldiers on every level facing off with Farspawn. And one elf in a particular who stands out to you. 
He is an ancient-looking elf with a set of mechanical wings attached to his back that enable him to fly throughout the room. And you see that he's holding a stack of books to his chest and yelling, My babies, my precious darlings, don't let them rip a single piece of paper apart. (laughs) Suddenly, this blur of a creature whizzes by you from the first floor you're on to the second floor. You look... And you see a strange pale creature land on the second floor. It has two legs and two arms, but there, all his limbs are these long, deadly looking spikes. The creature turns his bulbous gray body in your direction, and you see that its eyes are black with streaks of black tears running down its face. And it seems anxious oh and God. begins screaming at the top of its lungs in a gurgly voice. It looks up to the third floor, points one of its spear-like arms at the floor, and suddenly its arm elongates and extends like a grappling hook and sinks into the wood, and then he's pulled to the third floor as it shortens again. What would you like to do? (laughs) Oh my god. Bree's still hyperventilating. She's, She's just panicking. She's going to try to hit it. Um, a about how far away would you say it is? Right now, I'd say it's... It just went up to the third floor. Um, I'm going to say it's 75 feet away. Yeah, she's going to try to hit it with a guiding bolt. Yeah, let's do it. Does 17 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. That's 17 radiant damage. Your, your, uh, your magic is green, right? Yes. All right, so in the dim lighting of this library, the sounds of the battle are echoing throughout the chamber. Your guiding bolt acts like this huge torch of light that instantly propels itself one story, two story, three stories, and blasts this thing to the side. It looks to you and it screams again, gurgling, but it doesn't come after you right away. Um, it stays kind of above. It extends its arm and latches onto another part of the third floor. How far does that thing go, actually? Actually, it comes back down to the second floor, so it's still, um, it gets within a 60-foot range of you, and it instantly shoots one of its harpoon arms at you. Okay. And does a 14 hit? No, it doesn't. Okay, so he makes his second harpoon attack, he shoots his other arm at you. So that first one, you see it flying at you, breakneck speed, and you dive out of the way. He shoots a second one, and does 17 hit? I think, yes, it just hits, yeah. Okay, so he sinks you with that one. And that's going to be 21 piercing damage as his other harpoon sinks into your side and then he instantly rips it back out and it shortens and comes back to him. I want to use my talisman thing to see what I can tell about this creature. Okay, yeah. So you pull it out and the moment you have this thought that you want to understand this creature, it activates. It does a very quick golden scan of him and you instantly learn this information that this thing is called the lonely it is a creature native to shadowfall and it feeds off of the negative energy in others such as sorrow rage and anxiety or panic which makes it stronger and as you stand there assessing it for a moment you notice that it actually tends to be following the flying elf around the room it seems to be trying to stay close to it no knowing that brie is going to think of verna and she's going to take some deep breaths and she's trying to center herself, just really calm herself. 
and then she's going to look at that elf that's flying around the room with the books and telepathically she's going to ask him sir excuse me how can i help you protect my books are there any ones that are extremely important to you the ones i'm holding where are you she just kind of waves to him from where she is on the ground right now Okay, he's instantly going to start to fly toward you. Bree's going to telepathically say to him, can you throw them to me? Just don't come too close. Absolutely not. I'm going to dare throw these babies. Okay, t telepathically Bree's going to say to him, okay, I have an idea. And she's going to bring out her mage hand and she's trying to, she's going to try to use it to get the books from him. Okay, yeah, and uh, he does so. He places the books in the mage hand's hand. And the mage hand, it's a pretty big stack, so it kind of wobbles for a second, and he's like... <laughs> but then it steadies, and it begins bringing the books toward you. Now, this has been taking a while, so the lonely goes and looks at the winged um, elf, and he's going to shoot one of his harpoons at him. And he takes... 27 damage from oh, no. him. So it sinks through his his leg and he instantly starts screaming at the top of his lungs and he sh and then he shoots the other harpoon at him as well for another 29 damage. Oh, no. And this elf screams again and he's on his last limbs and since he has both harpoons in this elf he pulls him toward him again and he's holding him in the sorrowful embrace now. Okay, so I want to try to heal the elf. Okay, I'm going to use a second level healing word. Okay, that's a six plus five, 11. So I heal him for 11. 11 damage. Okay, so he is feeling a bit better, but he's still doing quite horribly. This thing just keeps embracing him and embracing him, and he seems to be getting worse and worse in his arms. Is the lonely, uh, does he happen to be under any of the light fixtures? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try to shoot a guiding bolt at one of the light fixtures. Okay, roll to hit. Okay, um, that's a 16 plus 7. Okay, yeah, you'll definitely hit it. And uh, roll some damage for me. Okay, um, that's a 21. 21. So you blast, you blast this giant light plate and instantly you see the light within it diminishes and it turns dark and it instantly starts falling through the air and just and it's all the way up at the fourth store so you and smashes this thing holding the elf as well for 4d10 damage so let me just roll that so he takes 17 bludgeoning damage and Ooh. it actually smashes the walkway under him and he begins falling to the ground, but he uses his harpoon arm to catch himself on um, the last second and he propels himself back up to the second floor, but the elf gets crushed under that light. Poor red shirt. So Bree, you officially murdered an innocent person. <gasps> This is a huge milestone for your You character. are not lawful good anymore, Bree. Get down. <laughs> right. Bree turns chaotic evil. Bree is so upset right yep. now. She is so upset right now. She's just oh, she's no. just sobbing. I'm going to say that the lonely took its turn to get out of that situation. It was like full movement dash to do that acrobatic maneuver, we'll say. So it's back to you, Bree. Yeah, she's going to try to shoot a firebolt at it. Um, Does right. a... Oh, Hmm, halfling luck. 
Does, okay, does it yeah. not one hit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a 15 plus 7. That'll definitely hit. Yeah, roll that damage. Okay. Uh, 16, 16 thunder damage. Nice. Okay. And, oh, as a bonus action, I would like to bring on my spiritual weapon. Hell yeah. So your good old trusty sidekick, the Emerald Longsword, comes out. And uh, this thing is looking bloodied. If uh, you can assess its like wounds and the black liquid pouring out of its gashes and burns bloodied, um, it's it's below half its hit points. Okay. All right. So, and now that it's not feeding off of the anxious energy of that flying elf, it's actually going to be doing a little bit less damage. So, I mean, you did that. Uh, you did what you needed to, I guess, to uh, weaken it. So, good good on you, Bree. <laughs> and. Uh, Bree does not feel comforted by that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so dirty 20 will hit the first harpoon arm, and uh, 18 will hit as well, right? Yes, it will. You're going to be taking 28 piercing damage. Okay. From That's the total from both attacks. And now that he got both, you are grappled. Um, the DC to escape is uh, 15. So yeah, uh, your speed is just zero. You can't move right now. I'm definitely not doing too well right now, so I'm going to try to heal myself a bit. So I think okay. I'm going to use a third level Cure Wounds. That's uh, 16, 17, okay. Healed 17, nice. Yes, and can I attack it with my spiritual weapon? Yes, you can. Okay. Oh, that's a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, that'll definitely hit him. Okay. That's 7 plus... Five, so 11 damage. 11 damage? Okay, nice. So now some elves begin to gather around him as he's been on that floor for a little bit. Um, not as many can fit on the walkway, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to roll 1d10 and multiply that by a d4. <laughs> so that's 1 times 4, so they do 4 slashing damage to him. Great job, fellas. You're doing great. Um... So now on his turn, now that he has you grappled, he instantly pulls back on his harpoon arms and you get launched from the first floor and begin getting pulled up straight to him. And he grabs you in this sorrowful embrace and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. 17? The DC is 15, so you passed. So you're going to be taking <laughs> half the damage. Uh, it's psychic damage as he begins to, as you begin to feel these pins and needles enter into your mind, and it feels to be on fire. And this anxiety starts to fill your mind, that is leeching off of him into your brain. Um, you take seven psychic damage. Okay. And that's his turn, but he still has you grappled, and now you're right up in him, and he has you wrapped in his spikes. So I'm going to try to hit him with another firebolt. Okay. Okay, that's a 19 to hit? Yes. Okay, that's nine fire damage. Nine fire damage? Yes, and then I'm going to attack him with my spiritual weapon. A dirty 20 to hit with my spiritual weapon? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Goddamn stuff. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's three plus five, so eight damage. Eight slashing damage from that as well. So you are literally within five feet of this thing. He is holding you, and you can see close up. It's almost like running mascara down his face and this elongated, frowning, open mouth. Like, and he's, like, gurgly, screaming in your face, and he's, like, screaming. Almost like it seems he's in fear of you, but he is, like, terrifying himself. Um, as you're, you blast him with a firebolt, he continues screaming. You get slashed by the emerald longsword. He continues screaming. Now, what he does next, he realizes more elves begin gathering around him as the 
Farspawn are falling in numbers. He, you are on the second floor right now. He looks to you and he jumps off of the second floor while grappling you and <laughs> falls down to the first floor with you beneath him. Ooh. And you slam into the first floor, taking some <sighs> fall damage as his spikes dig deeper into you as well. Oh, oh no. Please. So oh, no. let's see the damage. If I'm looking at my thing here. Hey, get there, Bree. Halfling luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help right now. So, <laughs> Steph, what next race are you going to be? <laughs> I know. I'll have to think about that. Tortle. Be a tortle. Tortle. Be a tortle. Okay, so you only take uh, 14 damage from that, actually, Whew. so it's not too bad. <laughs> um, but because he has you grappled, um, he's going to sorrowfully embrace you again. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is such an interesting monster. Yeah, what a dick. And that'll be 22 psychic damage. Oh, oh I'm done. God. I had nine hit points. <gasps> Stab! Oh, no. You're unconscious? Yeah. yeah. Before that, those 22 points, I had nine left. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so we will come back to you, Steph. No, no. Steph! D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Next Get ready, on the, on the map. <laughs> Next on the chopping block Yay. is... Uh, yeah, Kim heading uh, to the living quarters. Uh, oh, actually, I changed. I was going to go on the other side, but I even, I, I was going to ask you, originally I was going to go to chapel. Can I actually go to the Elvensmith instead? Yeah, I do not mind. You, okay. Uh, they're right next so, to each other. So, Cy is running and he's huffing and puffing because, you know, he's a little, a little out of shape. And, <laughs> and he, I love Cy. And he gets to the Elven Smith and he starts to trip a little, but he ends up doing this really acrobatic somersault for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But is it, uh, do I have to roll for acrobatic? No, no, no. No, it's okay. cool. I just love the description. Let's keep rolling with it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Okay, so I arrive, so I arrives in, in Elvin Smith. <laughs> okay, you arrive at the Elvin Smith. I you enter into a, yeah, I love, I love it. it. Uh, you enter into a medium-sized room, which has a roaring fireplace with golden and green fire on the inside. Mm. You see an emerald anvil and a tub of water, and they're all close to each other in a station in the back corner of the room. The rest of the room has a couple metal tables, and there are weapons of elven make that line the walls. Axes, scimitars, swords, daggers, you name it, and it's probably there. You see this burly elven man with a thin 
thinned out goatee and a long black ponytail wearing a leather apron and gloves as well as a blacked out visor. He holds this great axe which the blade is on fire the same color as the fireplace and he's holding that in his hand and he's holding it forward in a defensive stance toward a far spawn standing 20 feet across the room from him. Just one? Just one. Okay. But this far spawn is none like you've seen yet. He stands 11 feet tall, and he looks like a humanoid without skin. His body is a mass of veiny, dark purple muscle, and his face looks like a jack-o'-lantern with this horrible smile that seems to have been carved into it. Samhain, is that you? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, I was gonna say Attack on Titan, is that you? Oh, right, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true as well, actually. Oh, Ooh, that's okay, creepy. I, I got that image in my mind. Okay, good. Okay. So, good show, tall, by the way. <laughs> tall, far spawn, veiny, skinless, okay. The other man yells, You won't touch a damn thing in my shop, demon! Now, what would you like to do? <laughs> um, do they see me yet? <laughs> No, actually. Okay, so I'm gonna get out the talisman and, and sort of point it towards the the far spawn. Okay, zoop doop doop. The golden <laughs> scan goes. Um, you. This is called a far spawn Hulk. It is a powerful far spawn that is feared even amongst its own ranks, and it is resilient to all damage that is not magical, or resistant. Sorry. Ah, and that is all it can Thank tell God you. Thank God I did not go in there. <laughs> no, right? I cast blink on myself. <laughs> nice, nice. And, uh, so I disappear into the ethereal plane until my next turn. Do you want to move at all while you're in the ethereal plane? Um, can I move? I, th- I don't know if I can. I think I just I think kind of can. I kind of float there in the ethereal plane, and then I merge ten feet away from in my next turn. Oh, okay, right. Thank yeah. you. Okay, in that case, uh, we'll move on to the Elven Smith. He doesn't have a name. His name is Elven Smith. Don't ask. I will tell you it's Elven Smith if you ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna go. <laughs> What's his name is Elven story? Smith. He Blessing is a Smith. Smith for the Elves. <laughs> it's as simple as it can. Uh, it's like he was meant to work there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. So he's of the barbarian path, the wolf totem warrior, because Ooh. that was the option that was available. Uh, so he's gonna take two attacks on this thing. Um, with his great axe he has there. Anything anything in 5e tools, I just realized now, has a dice roller. So when it lists the damage next to moves, I just click it, and then it does it for me. Yeah. Goddamn. So easy now. Um, so actually, what he's going to do is he's going to cast a cantrip. He's going to cast the Ray of Frost. And uh, he crit failed. Okay, so never mind. <laughs> oh, um, so the Ray of Frost just does not seem to attack or affect this thing whatsoever. Um, He's not called Ray of Frost Smith, you know? But, <laughs> so, but he, does, he does get to make his attack, and that hits. So he do- deals 11 damage, plus the fire damage, which is an extra two, six. So 16 damage to him. So is, is the so the battle axe is magical? Is that correct? Yes, the fire on it is uh, dealing extra magical fire damage as well. Mm-hmm. Now it's the star spawn Hulk's turn. So he looks to the thing. He makes two slam attacks. He doesn't even have a weapon. He literally just has his own sheer force of his body. Uh, he makes two attacks. First one is a crit, and the second one, what's his AC? Hits as well, I believe. Actually, yeah. Hold shift to roll a critical hit. Ah, oh, so easy. He takes 30 <laughs> plus 15. So he immediately takes 45 damage. Oh, God. He looks terrible. 
Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oof. Get me the axe. Uh, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, no, no, okay. <laughs> um, all right. All right, I'm going to try something. Um, first of all, question, how, uh, uh, in D&D terms, how big is this guy? Or, like, he, huge, large, whatever. Large. Large. Okay. Sure. Good to know. Okay, so, uh, how close am I to him right now, where I'm standing? The, the, uh, far spawn. Hulk. Um... You just walked in. I'll say third to uh, 25, 20 feet away. It's a bit okay. of a smaller room. So I'm, I'm, uh, all right. So I'm going to appear and I'm going to still remain 30 feet away from him. I am going to cast Charm Monster. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and so, okay. So um, it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. And what are, what uh, does so with beat? advantage if your companions are fighting it. So it does have advantage. Um, okay. If you have, like, any companion with you fighting it? Uh, it just says it, it, must, uh, it does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. Oh, okay. I see. So it'll roll. What do I have to beat? Uh, 16. He fucking failed! Yes, yes Kim! He rolled a 15 yes. with advantage. Yes, Kim! <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, so what does that mean now? Okay, so I, I charm it. So um, so the charm creature is friendly to us. For how long? It lasted an hour. Oh. <laughs> yes, Kim. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, so instantly, the, this, because literally the uh, the Elvensmith had seven hit points left from that one move. Yes, um, I knew I had to do something. So the Elvensmith is like, he falls to the ground and he's holding his hand up as this thing goes to slam it again with its body. And then it just stops. And it looks to you across the room and just its mouth drops open. It's calm. And I realize what's happened and I say... Hello, friend! <laughs> and then I say, and I kind of motion to the, the guy that's laying on the ground. I said, wait, wait, wait. I, and I just ex I explained that I just charmed him. I said, I, I, he's not really my friend, but I, I just charmed him. Are you all right? I, no. I, oh, thank you. Uh, and he just lays there, <laughs> attending to his wounds. And this thing slowly walks over to you. What do you want to do? Okay. <laughs> so I said, hello, hello. Welcome. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to see you. Uh, hey, I have a problem. We have some enemies fighting here, and we sure could use somebody of your size on our side. What do you think? Uh. It begins running. Do you have a specific place? Like, you know what? No. It, it, as soon as you say that, it just goes, and it just runs out immediately. It you don't know where out, it's going. It just leaves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye bye. <laughs> so he, he's just gone. He's just he's charmed, but he's not going to help me. Yep, that's right. Oh. Do I see? I mean, he is helping going? you. He's following. He's following your command of like helping fight. Oh. Okay. And the, and the fight is and the fight is everywhere. So he's going to just go do that. All right. Okay. Okay. Nice. Then. Nice, Kim. Thanks. So let me look at the map here. So he runs out of the Elven Smith. Mm -hmm. And and while you're thinking about that, um, Sai turns to Elven Smith and says <laughs> to El, <laughs> El, as I call him now, um, and he says and he says to him, he says, 
Do you have another one of those? I have a friend that would love one of those metal hexes. <laughs> I love you, Kim. He sa- here, he says this. He says, I'll do you one better. He crawls over, leaving a trail of blood to the fireplace. He takes this large glass vial mm-hmm. and sticks it upside down, or it's more of a jar, he sticks it upside down of the fireplace and he <laughs> grunts, and then he seals it off. He hands you a jar of elven fire, and he says, pour this on your weapon, it'll add fire damage. Oh, excellent, thank you so much. And he kind of puts it in his little, his, uh, little sack of holding or whatever. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you're gonna be all right. All right. Unfortunately, I don't have my my healer with me, but uh, you you rest. That's fine. Go save okay. save the island. Yes. All right. Uh. All right. Where where did my new my new large friend go? Okay. Oh. <laughs> he kind of follows his footsteps. <laughs> okay. So, Lena and Velvet, you guys begin flying on the owl. Where do you want to go? Yeah. So Velvet <laughs> is gonna look back at Lena, and he's gonna go. All right. So I think we gotta go visit Titania. She's the only one that can help and bring the numbers that we need. We need satyrs. We need centaurs. We need all sorts of magical face shit that we do not have here. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. I can't believe I left the battle, but. Ugh. Well, yeah. but look at the yeah. bird's eye view. This looks cool. See, it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. It's, it's until like, you get to the, <laughs> until you get to Chateau Fire. Yeah, like there's just like blood and screaming and burning, and he's like, like it's almost <sighs> you can almost think it looks like a little play from up here. That's fun. <laughs> Velvet, you're a special sort of person. You know that, right? In a good I, way. I mean no. that in a good way. I think. Thanks, Buttercup. I pre- sorry about your. Uh, the your sexual attraction to the yeti that oh, hopefully he doesn't my... die because that would be weird <laughs> you could add necrophilia <laughs> onto your bestiality <laughs> just you kidding. know what <laughs> too much if we weren't on an owl right now i'd push you off but i kind of need you to talk to the queen into the fey we go and yep. with like a a a loop-de-loop just for extra oomph he loops the owl around and as the owl is descending from its loop it's going down it looks like avery there's the waterfall so i assume we're just gonna fly down through i don't know if there's like clouds or something that break through into the fey yeah so basically the fey is this sort of mirage like there's this sort like the heat mirage you get in the desert mm. over it but as soon as you just begin traveling down you enter into the fey and it becomes clear and elysia becomes the mirage behind you um what was the name of that spell kim that you cast to make um the owl bigger um enlarge the owl flies down you and en- instantly enter chateau fari and the warmth the beauty of it it feels uh, so pleasant despite what's happening behind you on elysia and as you fly straight to the summer court, and as soon as you land off your owl, it shrinks back down to normal size. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. You did your job, buddy. Now follow us. We might need you. <laughs> and uh, Velvet looks at Lena and says, listen, I don't know if they're going to believe us or not, but if things go bad, you need to find a way back. The group needs you to fight. I am literally the last thing the group needs when it comes to a fight. Hey, but you you can talk. That's, I mean, it's kind of why I came, just to have your back, because I figured you might say something and maybe she got mad and then you get turned to an animal and you'd be stuck here. So it's a weird feeling wanting to help people and not fight. But if something happens to me, you go back and you uh, Maybe I'll them. poke somebody in the eye here or something and instigate a fight and you can beat them up for me. <laughs> Lena, like, gives a little half-smile and says, hey, one more thing, though. I, I need your word. You're not going to try and keep the leer and turn us into animals. Velvet says, 
I know you want that Lear. I know that, but we all have stuff we got to do, and I don't. No, I I totally understand. I. I think you're lying. Are you lying to me? He looks at you and goes, "No, I think I know exactly what will sway the tides of war." And he clutches uh, his lyre close, and he pulls out two more feathers, and I flow. I, I throw out my my fluff, and no shit, man, a brown bear and a fucking lion pop out. <laughs> oh my god, what an entrance! Dude, it's just like yes. this. So I give, I present the bear to Lena, and I say, "Do you want to?" What do what do I want to do? What? Behold your mighty steed. You you want me to? And she like kind of looks at the bear and she says, I've never ridden on a bear before. It's like looking into a bear version of Velvet because it has the same uh. hair. I do a backflip onto my lion. And I, I don't know if that's go. more comforting. Yeah, 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 that's not. It's not at all. Um, she says, would it would it help the entrance? You know these things more than I. Oh, I think it will. He does a backflip onto his lion and he says, let's go. Okay, Lena does not backflip, but she gingerly gets onto the line. <laughs> all right. And we just, like, burst through the front doors. Like, it, it's, I just need to make all, like, uh, just an entrance that's going to get everyone's attention right away. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so you enter immediately, and you hear that there's actually an argument going on. <laughs> you look across, and you see Titania and Porter are arguing, and you hear Porter say, My friend went over to Arctis Tord, and you're telling me you had it the whole time? How could you send him over like that? And you see that she's holding the silver flute. <gasps> oh, you lying bitch! Oh, no. <laughs> it says as oh, he no. just bursts through in, into the throne room. And she says, "Velvet, you're back." Yes, we are back to say the least. And uh, shit show up there. He points up to the sky. We need everyone that we can, or there's gonna be a motherfucking deluge of monsters coming down on you in the next, like, I'd say, hour or so. Capiche? What goes on in Elysia and Arctis Tour is none of my concern. Chateau Faria is what I'm worried about. Oh, I think it is your concern because I'm willing to change. Since he points to the flute, you gave me false pretenses on this bullshit deal. I'm going to change uh, the uh, the rules of the deal. And there's nothing you can do about it because he points to the leer. This baby's mine until I give it up. So you want this so bad? You want to complete your little band and have a little, little, little compete for regionals? That's fine. <laughs> but to do that, you need to bring every single creature you can using your magic and mine. I say we play one song that's gonna rock the shit out of the southern realm and, uh, or rock the shit out of the summer court, and we're gonna summon everyone we can and bring everyone topside. Got it? And if you do that, and you do that alone, no more bullshit, you can have the leer. <gasps> Lena gives him, like, a surprised look and turns to him. She looks to you and she says, the people must not know of my mistakes, which is why I lied about the flute. I needed to send you over to see what was going on in Arctis Tor because I was afraid that I would not be able to match what was going on there. Yeah, well, newsflash, your sister is three hags, okay? The hags <laughs> ate your sister. Well, I don't really know where she is, but they took her form. It's really fucking bad. And you think that that's just going to stay up there in Elysia? That, it started in the Winter Realm, it's there, and it's coming for you. And unless you have this magic little loot, nothing you can do can stop it. So, the ball's in your court now, Queenie. I have a condition. Oh, oh, oh here we, he, he turns to Lena, oh, she got a condition. Hmm. <laughs> and she snaps her finger, and instantly the lion and bear fall asleep. Oh, okay. you bitch! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just as you, like, in that moment of, like, oh, okay, she kind of... <laughs> and then she says, you speak 
to no creatures of the Fae of what I just told you. What happened here is that you approached me for help, and I, being a gracious queen, accepted. Okay. okay. I will not tell anyone, and I do a deep bow, and um, I assume because she's like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of play off the fact that she's like very egotistical. So as I <laughs> scrape really low and bow, I try to, and maybe I'll have to roll for this, but I want to lock eyes with Porter and give him like a wink as to like I can't, but you can. Hmm. Yeah, let's. You don't need to roll for anything. Okay, yeah. Let's so I, I just cool. do a sweeping bow and kind of lock eyes with him and give him like just, just, just a little wink, and I go, "Yes, Your Majesty, I think we have a deal." And Porter has a hard time holding back his smile, but then it turns to a frown, and you're not sure why. Oh shit! And the queen says, "Fine, we have an accord. I'll send all the centaurs and satyrs available in our army up to Elysia to help in the battle." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Velvet goes, uh, what about your sister? Do you just not care? Or is, are you just going to leave the Winter Court? That's going to throw everything off balance here. She should be able to control her own court. I despise the Winter. The weaker it is, the better, in my opinion. Uh. But if you want to deal with that problem, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> I think I, I've had far too much of a fun time here to ever want to come back. Velvet says. <laughs> uh, you literally ruined a land of orgies for me, so I hope you realize how bad you fucked up. Um, if I may ask, your highness, and you like she like looks to Velvet to see if that's a good <laughs> word to use. He shakes um, his head. <laughs> he does look like an A-OK -okay with his fingers. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, your sister, I believe, is still being possessed by the hags. Is there any weaknesses you know that will help us fight her? <laughs> Roll persuasion. Roll persuasion first to see if she even cares enough. Is it the bonds of friendship? <laughs> um, guess what I rolled, friends? A one. <laughs> yep. Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. Bella just puts his head in his hands. Oh my god. <laughs> she literally turns to you and says, fuck you. You can figure it out on your own. Uh, now, no. I will amass my army. I will bring them in the time <sighs> that I can. But I believe you have a war to get back to you, don't you? And she claps her hands twice, and instantly you guys are teleported back onto Elysia. Oh. You uh. guys you guys teleport and are dropped 10 feet onto the Chateau Faria balcony. Whoa. In this moment that you are teleported, you see this giant creature run out of Elven Smith, and it's this sick, horrifying, <laughs> red, muscular creature. Ah! It, becomes, it begins running straight towards you, and there are far spawns surrounding you on all sides. And then... Sai walks out after him and this star spawn Hulk instantly starts smashing all the other far spawn around you that were about to attack you and he's just decimating them keeping you safe for the moment. It's okay he's my friend now Oh that's good Sai you're just too damn oh important question are our animals back? No she, oh, she didn't even give me the fucking lion. <laughs> it's probably because I rolled a one, Eric. Oh, I'm so fine. glad I'm toppling her entire regime. I can't wait till Porter just completely ruins it, exposes oh, no. that treacherous fucking motherfucker. Anyways, Lena takes like out Titanic. her axe. <laughs> Lena takes out her axe and goes, "Sai, what did I miss? What's going on? I need to catch up." In this moment, before the conversation starts, Mortar comes back from the market, which is, I believe, what he went to. He sees you guys, he runs down. He says, took care of market, market. King, <laughs> king, king is dead. King, king is dead. Okay. Oh, that's what? unfortunate. And Geriot, in this moment as well, I don't know where you're going, but 
if you would like to join back up with the group, I will say you can see them on the Chateau Faria balcony. Okay, but where, where did the elves go at first, if you don't mind me asking? Remember when you They said ran out and they dispersed throughout Elysia. Some went to the library, some to the market. They went to the next fronts. Where's the shard, them. Avery? The shard is in dead center atop the fountain. How's the, how's the elven chick doing with that? <laughs> yeah, like, how's it looking? Like, is it looking like it's getting surrounded? Yeah, does it look the, like it's okay? The shard right now? No, actually, it's cool. pretty okay. Cool, 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 Okay, so it's pretty protected. Yes. Nice. Okay, um, I'll probably head back to the group. Let's be, let's be reasonable here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all of you are back together. Except, except, except Reap, that. Hey, what did I miss? What did I miss? Oh, so much. Uh, and, and Sai explains what happened in Elven Smith. And saying, good, okay. good thing you weren't there. You needed to have magic powers. Oh, so I would have been dead. There More go. importantly, well, I guess... we have reinforcements coming. Yes. When, I don't know, Titania is just literally the fucking worst. But I just hope that it's soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- where's Bree? We left her in the library. Where Bree? Is she? <laughs> Bree! We should go I... get her. Let's Wait. go back to the library. To, to the library! Bree. I need you to make a death saving throw for me. Oh my okay. God. How do I do a Your death saving throw? Death saving throw. So, roll a d20. If you roll a one to a ten, it's a fail. If you roll an eleven to a twenty, it's a okay. pass. Okay. Do I get to use halfling luck on them or no? Nope. Okay, death so saving throws that's a one. Just... Oh All right, so you my failed God. your first one. I need you to roll a second death saving throw for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a nat twenty. Yeah. Okay, so you pass. Wow. Uh, sorry, Gary, were you going to say something? I was going to say, could I send um, Mimic to look for her? So Mimic, uh, he flies ahead, and he's going to be searching for Bree in the library. Uh-huh. Around this time that you rolled your second death saving throw, Bree, Mimic flies in, sees the scene, and immediately flies back to let you guys know. Bree, another death saving throw. Okay. That's an eight. Okay, so that's two fails. You guys, at this moment, enter into the library as she is on the verge of death, and you can see her laying on the ground, bleeding out this sort of crater around her from the impact that she took. Oh, no, Bree, I I kind of jumped down into the crater, and I'm going to use... um, I'm going to use what I have, so it's going to be healing word. Is she incapacitated? Does that work on death saves? Um, let's see. Yes, she's incapacitated. I, I have nine health for her. That I believe if you perform any healing magic, it automatically stabilizes the person. Oh, okay. So they don't have to roll any more death saving throws. Oh, nice. Um, Sorry, but, uh, 11. I cast it as a second level spell, if that's okay. 11, okay. Now, Steph, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, how far into the negatives did your hit points go? Um, okay. Um, that would be... It was quite a bit, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like negatives. Nine minus 22. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Negative, negative 13. 13. So, uh, Velvet, you stabilize her, and you're technically at negative two hit points now, Bree, so you are not conscious yet. Okay. But you do stabilize her wounds. Velvet's like, <laughs> he's doing like the class of everything, like, God damn it, don't die on me now! I, <laughs> I cast Healing Spirit once again, um, and I'm just gonna concentrate it on it for her for one minute there and just keep it, keep it on her. That should do it. 
Okay, so yeah, roll the full 10d6 then. So while you're doing that and just focusing healing, the others in the room, you see this grotesque, bulbous, gray, crying, screaming, anxious creature flying around the room. At this point, he's on the third floor attacking elves, and he has all these spiked limbs. What would you like to do? Um, is my my friend Hulky still around? Uh, no, not right now. Oh, where... He's so unreliable. Ugh. Lena points the thingy at it again because she didn't see what it's uh, what it's what the what talisman. information had. The talisman thingy, okay. yes. The Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the good. Okay. Uh, there we go. The lonely, uh, native to Shadowfall. It feeds off the negative energy in others, such as sorrow, rage, and anxiety or panic, oh, great. which makes it stronger. So uh, at the time it was following around that elf, but there's nobody as anxious as that elf in the room now, so it does not gain the benefit of that mm. emotion. It doesn't say anything about what it's weak against? No. Damn it. Yeah. Lena, like, Lena uh, taps Sai and goes, Sai, 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 and points up. And she relays all the information about the the creature and says, "We better. I think that's what. Can we tell it's basically what killed Bree with what's impaled in her in in her? Yeah, you you can definitely assume, assume that thing yeah. took her out. I will chop that thing into many pieces. Mm, I think we need a <laughs> Ghostbusters two moment with like you know, uh, <laughs> lifting me higher. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, we need something to to lift the spirits. To, would, would that help? Would that would that uh, would Lift that the make spirits. him less powerful? If we're all happy, you mean? Yes. Uh, Velvet. Velvet, I... lead us in song. Can you do Oh, can... hell yes. Velvet <laughs> is going to use... Um, there's actually what something is... that I can use here. Uh, what, what is your happiest song? Yeah, I'm going to use... Uh, I'm going to use Font of Inspiration. <laughs> uh, no, that's not really a, a thing. I, oh, Enthralling Performance. There you go. So at third level, you can charge your performance with seductive fey magic. Uh, if you perform for at least a minute, you can inspire and wonder the audience like around you to sing, singing, dancing, or reciting poems. At the end of the performance, choose one human within 60 feet who has watched and listened for all of it and uh, up to an equal number of your charisma modifier. Pick one. Each target must succeed in a wisdom saving throw uh, against the spell DC or be charmed. And, uh, and the, the charm target idolizes you. <laughs> oh man it avoids okay. violence and things like that unless it's inclined to fight on your behalf holy shit okay um so and it lasts one hour okay you you said you roll for that or i roll a wisdom saving throw I, uh, so I, I just start performing and then it just says yeah it says each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell save dc Okay, so I'm gonna say it's gonna take a minute of performance. So by the time about the middle of your performance occurs, Bree, um, Garriot heals you. How much do you heal her? It was 36, <laughs> so she would be she should be at, at least 34. Or, okay. Or, yeah. Bree, you are conscious and at 34 hit points now. Yay. Okay. Um, is the thing that impaled her still there, Avery? Yeah, it's that gray creature Lena that's grappling around. Lena's gonna take whatever part of it impaled her and just pick it, pick it up. Um, it was its arms that are still connected to it, so oh, there's so, nothing impaled. Oh, I'm sorry. You thought it, I thought it was broken off. Okay, sorry, sorry, my bad. So I says, oh, that'd later, be crazy. Later, Lena. He keeps growing arms. Oh, I wish I thought of that. That's so cool. <laughs> she wanted to like oh, well. chuck it at it and try and hit it with. Its arm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the? We need a plan. We need a plan to kill this thing. Obviously, it's very powerful. I'm gonna start to boogie, and uh, y'all do what you can do. I'm gonna do like my. He's doing like his best Elvis. Like he's like like moving his hips and like like that leg dance a lot as he like strings. 
the song looking at this thing because like we can see it obviously right yes mm -hmm. um so we're gonna do before you guys can take any action i want to do this enthralling performance first so what does he need to pass on his wisdom save yeah so he needs to get a 15 or more and... <laughs> nope and i kind of like like look at it and i'm like you in the back <laughs> and i like point, <laughs> point, point, point at the creature and i'll be like it looks at you <laughs> yeah and i start like again like very much like you know very Elvis like so it's like you're so sexy and I'm so sexy and she I point to Brie is so sexy point to side he's so sexy he kind of wiggles oh, his hips a bit so sexy now come to me you little what's this thing called again I just like stop Lo playing uh, the lonely <laughs> come to me you little lonely baby and don't okay. keep so lonely anymore baby oh Velvet it's your friend. He's still your going. Sexy, 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 sexy. He's gonna do the full friend. minute. Yeah. Oh, Sonic just getting enthralled just just because. You're not alone anymore. Oh and you're not alone anymore. We're gonna share the tears. Lena sits at down night. somewhere. We're gonna share the scares and fright. So you don't really real. Gariad kind of walks. What is happening? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, Velvet singing so is trying to charm. Over, okay. baby, and we'll rub <laughs> our pelvises together. Oh. Ba -ba 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 -ba. What, what does he say? Okay, what are you singing to exactly? I think I missed it. The He's singing to the lonely to try and enthrall. What is it called, Eric? Enthralling performance. Enthralling performance. Yeah. Yeah. Is it an We've enemy? We've all been lonely, baby. He's trying to be lonely it anymore. Because... It is the enemy. The enemy that is killed Bree and is going. I shoot it. <laughs> so hold on I want to, I want to do the enthralling Velvet performance will backhand yeah. you um, in the face I will kill you <laughs> uh, Velvet yeah. By the end of your enthralling performance He failed his wisdom saving throw yes. He grapples Both of his grapple arms sink on either side of you And he goes flying toward you And you just finish the end of your performance And you see like if it were in slow motion You see he's smiling looking at you And he actually Just continues and propels himself Face first into the ground really hard and just like is in the ground unconscious in front of you because like it's the complete opposite of its nature that it's feeling so it just unbinds the fabrics of his being on the inside and he is just incapacitated side looks over at lena and is like would you like to do the honors oh please please and she turns to brie and says this one's for you and she just takes her oh, axe no, and velvet, what, ve what? velvet brings oh. up his hand and goes i wouldn't do that I, we kind of have to it, let him be or make sure that you kill him right now because if you hit him, it's over. He's going to want to kill us again, just so uh, you know. Uh, well, never mind. Unless we just <laughs> we just we just beat him right here and now. Is he? Is he is that okay, let's at least restrain it. Can we restrain it? Can we yeah, tie oh, it totally. Yes, yeah, I totally. can. Here, yeah, we can and do then that. Can I cast a resilient sphere? Is, is Honestly, this... guys, don't waste the spear. Okay. No, don't waste the spear. I get out some rope. <laughs> that sounds good, yeah. Okay, that's better. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have that. We, we have I literally rope, collected we? all your guys' rope. Oh, so <laughs> we have all the rope, yeah. That's right. All right, you tie you tie him up, his pointy arms and legs. He, he's in this weird arachnid pose where his <laughs> arms are just like these pointed things. Side tickles Bro. him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> now he's in this. He's we're we're kind of in this crater, right? 
Yes, you are in the library. Um, there isn't a crater. It was more just the impact of Oh, himself. I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, um, is there like a door that we can bar to just to make sure that I'll have a hard time getting back out? Like kind of like the main library door? Yeah, yeah. You can totally close that off if you'd like. Okay. So, okay. Now that this is dealt with, we have bigger fish to fry. We have to go make sure that the... Uh, the shard is okay, and that the uh, entire fucking city hasn't burned to the ground. <laughs> how do we get the queen of the other fey realm to become unpossessed? Where is it? Is, that, is it that this... necklace? I, I I think. Well, let's let's start there. But has anyone seen her? No. No. Last well, time I saw that's her, our first goal. Kind of crawling out of yeah. her back. We need to find <laughs> so, her. What if I send yes. Mimic to go find her? Good yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, so Guria just. Like looks at Mimic and nods and like lifts his arm up for him to like fly away. Sweet. So, Gary, you send Mimic out to look for the Queen, Queen Mab, and it takes Mimic literally ten seconds before he immediately enters back. Or I guess you guys exit the library as well. And before Mimic can even tell you what he sees, you see it too. <gasps> You feel this great tremor that shakes the entirety of the floating island and maniacal laughter from grotesque voices fills the air. And you see that a great dark cloud has surrounded the shard in a dome. And you can't oh see no. It. Fuck. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face -face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective, 
Grow with us.